What up, fam? It's your newbie scribe. Coming to you with stories and facts of our truths. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nubian underscore scribe. Fam, after Lincoln freed the slaves, fam was trying to come up with ways to advance themselves while at the same time trying to survive. Now, what you have to keep in mind is before Lincoln freed fam through the proclamation of emancipation, quite a few of our ancestors were very literate. So they'd be reading and they'd be writing. And keep this in mind, those who were found out, unfortunately, they got dealt with by the slave owners. Not only in the U.S., because slaves was all over the globe, but also by those in European colonies that enslaved fam all over this world. This is why when I refer to European Americans and those who own slaves in European colonies as Euros, it includes both groups of people, those here and those abroad who enslave our ancestors. Now peep this. In an article that was published by W.E.B. Bois entitled The Talent of the Tenth, now this article was published in 1903. So quite a while ago, but peep this. He wrote, the Negro race, like all races, is going to be saved by its exceptional men. He also wrote, on this foundation, we may build breadwinning, skill of hand, and quickness of brain. I found the rest of his article to be even more profound and uplifting. And that he wrote, and I quote, you misjudged us because you do not know us. From the very first, it has been the educated and intelligent of the Negro people that have led and elevated the mass. Wow. That brother was telling our truths, which history has proven to be right on point. Back in the day, there was another school of thought regarding how to advance the black mass, i.e. as a whole, us as a whole, us as a community, us as a collective body of men and women. That belief was ushered by Booker T. Washington during a 1895 speech at the Cotton States and International Exposition which was later referred to by W.E.B. Du Bois as the Atlanta Compromise. Trust me, you know why he called it that in a second. Word on the street, Booker T. said this during that exposition. The wisest of my race understand that the agitation of questions of social equality is the extremist folly and that progress in the enjoyment of all the privileges that will come to us must be the result of severe and constant struggle rather than artificial forcing. <laughs> As the late Bernie Mac will say, that's a bull. Where was his big mama at the time? I'm sure that she would not have co-signed on such a subservient take on our people and how we should act and live our lives. 
Booker T went on to say that the opportunity to earn a dollar in a factory just now is worth infinitely more than to spend a dollar in an opera house, i.e. movie theater. What in the hell was he drinking at that exposition? Gin and oil? <laughs> our mamas and our ancestors never desired nor encouraged their young to subscribe to or strive to be second-class citizens to the Euros. They always wanted the best for their camp folk and definitely wanted them to have or achieve, and achieve rather, more than what they had. Although Booker T's position that black people should not strive for more than a factory job and shouldn't seek social equality is troublesome even today, he is credited with developing and advancing the Tuskegee Normal and Industrial Institute into one of the cradles of black excellence. That school is now called the Tuskegee University. You know. Booker T, at the time, was 25 years old when he was hired to lead the Tuskegee Normal and Industrial Institute, which proves that he wasn't a stupid man. <laughs> Tell you, but he was one who misjudged the black race and that he failed to appreciate that we were and are capable of walking, talking, and chewing gum at the same time. Something the Euros fail to realize and understand today. Fam, to each of those men's credit, they were trying to figure out ways to advance fam individually and collectively. Thus, the two schools of thought for achieving that end. Booker T believed if you teach a man how to fish, then he can feed himself and provide for his family. While Dubois believed if you teach a man to think, then he could own the boats that the man used to fish, thereby producing generational wealth for his family. So both men are to be commended for their efforts to uplift the black community in a way that they believe will best serve fam. In fact, there's a third school of thought ushered by Carter G. Woodson in his book entitled The Miseducation of the Black Negro. And that book was written in 1933. He said, history shows that it does not matter who is in power. Those who have not learned to do for themselves and have to defend solely and have to depend solely on others never obtain any more rights or privileges in the end than they did in the beginning. Wow. That is an absolute fact. It was a fact then, and it's a fact today. Think about it. He went on to say that when you control a man's thinking, you do not, and I repeat, you do not have to worry about his actions. <laughs> Come on now. Caught her preaching that truth. A close analysis of his book, and I encourage everybody to read it, seems to suggest that he was advocating that Booker T's philosophy and 
W.E.B. Du Bois philosophy should be combined and that both should be used to teach a man to do for himself while at the same time teach him how to think for himself so that he can dictate his own fate. Black excellence at its best. Ain't God good? One love. <laughs>